Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here along with Dr. Michael Gurian, and we have got another great question for you for the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting, uh, about a young boy who once in a while doesn't feel like he's all that loved. And so we're going to dive into that in a moment. This is a question that came to us from our Wonder of Parenting Facebook page, by the way. And if you've not yet had a chance to go there and, and join, we'd love to invite you to do so. Uh, just go to Facebook and you type in uh, in the search Wonder of Parenting, and that'll bring you to us. Hit the join button, and we will let you in as soon as we get the notification. And we'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, as we look at this question, Michael, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, with this this little guy. And we're going to talk about him in a minute and some of the thoughts that you have. Uh, first, we do want to give a shout-out to our good friends up in the Seattle area, Dr. Greg Jantz and the great folks up there at uh, the Center of Place of Hope, where they... Uh, do a lot of good care for people who are hurting. So if you ever need help, uh, go to uh, wonderparenting.com and hit the link to the Center Place of Hope. And if you've got some boys who are struggling, uh, the Forge School might be an answer for you. And Michael, you love that place. Yep, the Forge School. It's in rural Tennessee on 55 acres. A lot of adventure therapy there. It's for boys 14 to 17, what they call uh, short-term, six weeks to two months, you know, um, uh, boys who are having trouble anywhere, school, family, having issues, uh, 14 to 17 years old. It's a boarding school. Great team there. <clears throat> I've been there three times now. Um, uh, I consult with them, and they're very boy-friendly. Uh, so I would recommend them the Forge School, or at least recommend checking them out, you know, uh, the Forge School. Go to wonderofparenting.com and uh, click the Forge link. So on wonderofparenting.com, you'll also find a submission form if you've got questions for us. And when we get your questions, we put those in the queue and get to them as soon as we can. Uh, but increasingly, we have been uh, scouring our Wonder of Parenting Facebook page because you have so many really good questions and responses. And so every once in a while, we'll pick one of those as well. And that's where this question comes from. And here's what uh, mom writes. My almost six-year-old, so five-year-old, almost six, will react very badly if he feels rejected in any way. For example, if his little brother, who's three and a, five, three and a half years old, gets hurt, and in some way Mr. Five offers him a hug, so the five-year-old wants to hug his three-and-a-half-year-old brother, 
The five-year-old will storm off to his room saying, fine, I'll never hug you again. No one loves me. When his little brother says, I would rather have mommy hug me. And so the, the five-year-old gets very offended by that. Mm-hmm. This also happens when I, have, when I say no to playing with him because I'm busy with something else. He's a very sensitive kid and very boisterous and energetic. We joke that he doesn't walk or talk. He runs and shouts. I fear that we have made him feel overly criticized by always having to tell him and his brother to be quiet, calm down, etc. Meanwhile, he is very loved, gets lots of attention from both of us. As I am an a S-A-H-M. Do you know what that stands for? Stay-at-home mom. Very good. <laughs> uh, and uh, dad is home a lot and very involved. He loves school and has lots of friends. That's great. Recently, after getting very upset at feeling rejected, he said he wanted to kill himself. This obviously was really scary for us. He's only five. How much of this is him and how much has he heard it somewhere else? How seriously do I take it? I'm afraid this will escalate in his teen years. Please help. By the way, he hasn't acted on any self-harming behaviors and has voiced this thought only once. We recently had our third baby, but this pattern of no one loves me is not new. All right, Michael, there's some good stuff in that one. Yeah, really, really good. What do you have for us? Well, yeah, so the constellation I see is a six-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old, and then a newborn, and and she hints at the end. She knows that, of course, he was alone with them at first, right? Then, a, then the three and a half year old was added, so he he felt some of that sort of normal rejection that the firstborn feels when the secondborn comes, and then here comes the third one, and so he feels some rejection uh, from that, uh, right? Because he's no longer there are now three instead of one, so that is a normal pattern, that does absolutely happen, um, and but she's saying this predated. It would be interesting to me as if it. If it goes back to when the three and a half year old was born, um, that would be yeah. interesting to me to yeah. just kind of ask them to ponder that. Uh, and at the same time, it could it could be you know in his core personality and in his personality genetics this rejection element. Um, I'm going to assume that none of these kids are adopted. If he is an adopted child, there's actually some other brain stuff that could be going on. But if we assume they're not not adopted then um, I think that there's something in here in his personality. A book that they might like, the parents might like, is The Highly Sensitive Boy, or any book, or The Sensitive Boy. These are books that are specifically on kids who are highly sensitive, and just see if he's one of those. Um, the, 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 the talking about suicide, I think he must have heard that somewhere, because she immediately says that's the only time he said it. So must have gotten that from a you know, from a TV show or someone else said it or got that from somewhere at six years old. Right. I, I don't I don't think if this is an isolated incident and he's just repeating something he heard to kind of get attention and to get, you know, to get love, um, then I wouldn't worry about it. But if, if it repeats, then I would. Then, you know, want to get a professional involved who can meet with him and meet with the family. Uh, but kids say, you know, a child can say anything, really, that they've modeled. Uh, the core for him, the core for him is this rejection. He feels rejected. And that's what everyone ought to try to get at with him. Um, and so a, a few things I would suggest is have each of the parents have some alone time with him where the other two are not involved. And if they're super busy, let's say the mom right now is super busy with all three kids and a newborn, Maybe then the dad goes and takes the six-year-old out and uh, 
goes for ice cream or, or whatever it is, goes to a, a movie, um, hopefully a Disney movie, <laughs> uh, you know, something that's appropriate for him. So uh, that's going to help um, because this is, this is kind of part of his core personality and what he'll battle with his whole life, you know, these feelings of rejection. Um, and then making others aware that, okay, he has a glitch in this area. He just gets overly rejected. Um, and, and, then, and then they have to ascertain, they have to look at this behavior, go, okay, is, this, is he sensitive? Does he, is he gets, gets, feels rejected? And or how much of this is to call attention to himself? Right. Because the others are getting the attention, and he doesn't feel he's getting attention. So if it's the latter, if some of it is the latter, I think that's going to get dealt with by him getting more time with mom or with dad and or with dad and or with grandparents and or with uncle, you know, getting more time with others so that he won't feel the rejection as much. He'll be getting the love. Um, that should help with that stuff. If it if it turns out, uh, well, and if he's a highly sensitive child and if this is a core personality pattern for him, then that actually would help the parents to know that because then they wouldn't necessarily have to worry um, you know, as they handle it as normal parenting, like, okay, you're feeling rejected now. You know, no one has rejected you, right? We just need some time. I got to go do this. I'm going to come back to you in 10 minutes, right? As they kind of handle this with him to help him to soothe himself, right? When he feels the rejection, um, uh, then some of it will stabilize and, um, and he'll have all these other relationships and he won't feel as much of the rejection, but he'll, he'll kind of get by the time he's 10 or 12 or 15, he'll still be working on this, right? If it's part of his core personality, it's still going to be his his fate to carry through life, to always be having to battle his own feeling of rejection. Um, uh, but I think if they do these other things, I think that will help him to be able to sort of calm it and also to develop some self-awareness, uh, uh, you know, and as the parents don't, I mean, the parents have to attend to it, but they also don't have to over-attend to it. When he says, well, I'm never going to hug again, you know, that, that's, that's an easy thing to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. There's a kind of a, uh, he's, he's trying to get attention, you know, and he's trying to turn all the attention to him. And um, parents can handle that as what it is. And they can even be saying to him, okay, when you say things like that, you know, I, I don't really believe you. I, <laughs> I, 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 but, you know, you feel hurt. Right, right. And, and I get that. And so, you know, in 10 minutes, I'm going to come back and you and I are going to play. I, I think that's good. Um, but uh, I see that as some attention getting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. And you can understand that. He's trying to do something nice for his little brother and his little brother sort of pushes him away. And you do, you feel a little hurt by that. Yep. And, um, you know, now nobody loves me. It's, it's, uh, what I find interesting is it sounds like he does really well at school, says he loves school. He has a lot of friends. Yeah. 
So I'd be interested to know if this is mainly just a thing at home, which you seem to be indicating a little bit, competition with the siblings, or if he has these same things happening at school as well. Yeah, that that's part of why, exactly what you're saying, that's part of why I thought, what you know? What's the constellation, and how is this working in the family? Because he, they, you know, the mom doesn't mention anything about the school. Um, if he has this, you know, built into his core personality around rejection or around a little hyper um, hypersensitivity to abandonment, if that's kind of in there, um, then she might see it at school too. And she doesn't indicate that here. But if it is built in there, then he probably will be, you know taking things personally, his, right, is the common, common parlance for it. He takes things personally. And if he takes things personally across the board, then I think this is in his personality. I'm, again, assuming he's not adopted. That's a different kind of brain brain uh, development. Um, uh, but if it's only happening at home, you're right. That's a great thing for parents to think about. And so I hope that the strategies we gave will help with that at home. Yeah, I think about my uh, one of my grandsons who tends to be that sensitive type, and um, it's not so much for him. It's not so much the rejection at home; it's the rejection at school. So we're always kind of watching that because he just he looks for any slight, right? Yeah. It just kind of yeah. seems he sort of seems like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, right? Uh, he's just happy to be noticed, but everything is a dark cloud for him, and to and to work with him on that is really important. Yeah. I noticed here for this mom. One of the things that she's nervous about was this thing about uh, him saying he wanted to kill himself. And, and you, uh, you know, wisely said, look, at this point, um, you, you want to be aware of it. But since he's not talked about it since, he's only five. Um, so let's get off of the boy a little bit, uh, recognizing that mom is a little concerned about this. What do you look for in kids uh, and about what age when you say, okay, there is something serious going on here? Because any kid, probably every kid at one point or another says, well, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to do whatever, hurt myself. And they don't really mean it. They're just crying out for a little attention. But when do you start to take that seriously? Yeah. Well, I think she's right to take it seriously now. I mean, to the extent that we should always take something like that seriously. There's there's so much suicide in the world right now, and especially in the U.S., and so many boys, you know, around three to four more boys than girls commit suicide, around three to four more girls than boys attempt, but uh, males tend to succeed more at it, uh, at taking their own life. And so I, I, I would definitely take it seriously, and I... I and, you know, going back to what we said and I said, and if this is just someone saying this once, then, yeah, it's within the range of normal, um, just for normal child development, especially because he modeled it from someone. He heard it from someone. So, but if uh, if he, even at six, if he starts saying it a lot, um, then I'd get a professional involved. And, of course, the thing we absolutely look for is not just the repetition of saying it, but is there a plan? Um, and along with is there a plan, is the child isolating? Is the child isolating? You know, so um, so I don't think it's going to happen yet. This was a pattern. You know, now the child is 8, 9, 10. Uh, we can see the isolation even further. You know, the child pulls away, only wants to be in his or her room, doesn't want to see anybody, um, and has a plan, has voiced a plan, has re repeatedly said they want to commit suicide, and and even has 
said, I think I'll get a gun, or I'm going to do it this way, you know? So in other words, they're forming a plan. Um, those are the kinds of things that we're going to look for later. Uh, I, I just don't see it with the six-year-old. But uh, yes, that if we see those things, if any parent listening is seeing those things, then I would get help right away. Yeah. And that was, I've shared this story before, when our son Mike was younger, and I think he was maybe eight or nine, he had already been sort of isolating himself for a year. And we just weren't really, it wasn't we weren't paying attention. We just sort of thought this is his personality, that he just likes to be by himself. We had no idea, you know, at the time that uh, he was up at two, three in the morning sitting in his closet playing video games or whatever uh, until he wrote us a note and said that, you know, uh, he, he hates himself, he wishes he were dead. And uh, then you start looking back and saying, oh, my goodness, yes, all the signs were there. And we got him help. He was depressed yep. and um, uh, isolating all the things that you said. Uh, but interestingly, uh, even though we had a really hard time getting him to school, every day was a chore. We just couldn't get him up, and that's because he was up most of the night, um, and we didn't know it. Uh, he had really good friends at school, and uh, you know, he was a popular kid at school. But he, in his internal life, he was he was just uh, isolating and he was depressed. And, and so knowing in advance, uh, you know, for this mom, some things to look for, I think is really helpful. Um, you don't want to overreact, right? But you do want to react when you need to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I think talking to the child, not when he's in the agitated state where he's voicing these right. thoughts, but, you know, an hour later or, or whenever it is, I would talk to him and say, hmm, we got to let's talk about this and and you know with boys sitting him down at a table at 6 maybe not work but have him doing something have him draw something while we're talking to him or walk and talk with him peripatetic you know walk and talk side by side or shoot shoot baskets or whatever he likes to do you know that is a little bit physical and then talk to him use all those sort of strategies we use to get boys to open up and 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 at that time bring up to him that you know this that's something that's just really scary for parents to hear. And um, uh, can we find another way for you to say how sad you are that your your brother wouldn't hug you or, you know, whatever it is in that moment, um, uh, rather than that you're going to kill yourself? Because do you know what that is? Because remember, he's six. So, so again, I think he heard it somewhere else. I don't think he really fathoms what that is. Um, and and we can scare him a little by talking to him about it and saying, do you know what that is? Do you know what it would mean? So that would mean you're not going to see any of your friends at school ever again. You're not going to see, you're not going to go to school anymore. You're not going to see your family anymore. You know, and to uh, take some opportune times to maybe get him to have some self-awareness um, so that he doesn't... Um, use that as his backup, you know, or his weapon, uh, because it's not a good weapon that we want to habituate him into. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't want yeah, him to yeah, keep right. using that weapon, because at a certain point, yeah, he could just go, oh, well, I've said it a thousand times, I'll do it. And we'd rather not go down that path. Yeah, good point. So um, uh, what, what you seem to be suggesting is at this point, um, it, it could very well be that this is a, a young boy who... He's got these other siblings. They seem to take a little bit of time. He could have, it could be part of his his personality type, a bit more sensitive. So you, you've given some really great 
ideas on you know making sure that this guy gets some mom time, gets some dad time, maybe grandpa, grandma time. Um, how about uh, what are some things that they can do to actually instill in him? Uh, you love to talk about yep. resiliency. Uh, the resiliency to know that when there are times when he is not the center of attention, he's got the resiliency to know that he's still loved. Uh, what are some resiliency building things they can do in him? Yeah, I think by spending this other time with him, I think um, you know, as they as they have more one on one time with him, each of the parents and then these other people, I think this can be a topic for them for these elders to talk to him about. You know. Um, part of the interaction can be around, okay, we've noticed this pattern, um, and, you know, let's reality check this with you. Um, are you are you being rejected? You know, is mm. what is actually happening when your brother, uh, is it possible your brother feels overwhelmed by you? You know, you're so much bigger, and you grab him and you pull him too tight. Is that mm-hmm. possible? You know, so he's not really rejecting you. What he's rejecting is that it hurts him to have you, uh, you know, obviously I'm making this up because I'm not there, but they're going to have their own right. content. The, the content right. exists. They, I just am having to project the content based on an email. But um, I suspect that's part of why this little kid doesn't want to be hugged by this big kid. This big kid is hugging him too tight. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Could be that, so let's use that, and let's have these elders kind of be talking to him about these things. And of course, he's six; he's only going to talk for a little while. But um, we can certainly get him to reality check, and um, and then in terms of the resilience itself, I think it's always a good message for people, for adults, to tell their stories. Um, you know, to say I was uh, like this worked for me talking to my Davida. I was a second born and she's a second born. And I would have conversations with her when she was growing up that would be specific to us being second borns. You know, I would, I would say things to her like, yeah, uh, you're going to, that, I recognize that because <laughs> I was a second born. I was two years younger. And yeah, that absolutely happens. That firstborn definitely gets some things that you don't get, you know, and so the adults can share their stories. And in the case of this guy, you know, this guy really feels supplanted. And he feels rejected uh, on and off in the family system because these second-born and third-born are getting so and require so much attention. So I think that's a story that we adults can tell him too, and the adults can say, you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna make up that either the mom or the dad was a firstborn. So let's just say one of them was. Let's say it's the dad. So some of the dad's conversation with him is gonna be, yep, exact same thing happened to me. I was a firstborn like you. I had parents all to myself. Then this happened. This other child comes. I love this other child, but I sure miss my parents. And, you know, and I'm telling, so the father's telling his story. And part of the bond with father and son is is this story. And then the son is hearing what the father did. So then the father is talking about, well, so here's what I had to do. I really got into playing blank. And so when I was feeling like that, I would go and play this game that I really liked. Um, uh, and, and that would you know, make me feel better. Or I would go see my friend. Or I would go find the other parent, you know, um, et cetera. And then give him all of these options to where he can go, where this boy can go, that are scaffolded in the boy's mind by you know, someone he loves and respects who had the same experience, right? And who's telling his story? So I would add that to the resilience bucket. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a firstborn, I feel that kid's yeah, pain. You do. 
you, 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 in my in my case, I was barely a year old when the second one came along, and barely two when the third one came along. So I don't know if I even have any living memory of being the firstborn. But but those roles do uh, evolve as you get a little older and you have more responsibility. I would imagine it would be good for that five-year-old to hear, even though his little brother rejected him, just for mom or dad to say, that was really nice of you to do that. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. And yeah, even, you're right. Even though he wasn't ready for it, you are being a good big brother, and we're really proud of you for doing that, just to affirm um, you know, when he's getting it right. And um, uh, the other thing that, that um, uh, she brought up here was a little bit, and I don't know if, if you know she's really concerned about this or if this was a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, this boy has a lot of energy. It sounds like his little younger brother does too. And she was a little nervous that maybe they're feeling criticized a lot because they're always being told to calm down and be quiet. Um, speak yep. to that a little bit. In, into the life of a rambunctious boy. Yeah, if if that's the case, I mean, I always tend to like to support the parents' intuition, and and if if her intuition is maybe they're doing the be quiet, calm down too much, um, I trust her intuition, and maybe they are, and and they're doing it because they have right three kids, and they're they're working. At least one of them is working outside the home. Maybe both are. Or they could both be working remotely in the home. I mean, who knows? And they're very busy, and the kids are too rambunctious, and, you know, we've all been there. So I think that if they can, if they can, I mean, keep keep getting the kids to have good behavior, but here are some strategies. Create a place in the home. Maybe it's the kids. Let's say they are bunking together, so they're all in one room. Both, both boys are in one room. Uh that's their safe place to go do whatever they want. They can be loud in there. Well, they can't destroy it, but they can be loud. They can jump around. They can wrestle. That's the place. So instead of be quiet, calm down, if that's what they are, in fact, saying, it would be, okay, you're really loud now. I love your energy, but go into your room. And then they <laughs> yeah, go into the yeah. room and they play. And the other option is outdoors, depending on weather. Um, uh, if she feels like she's shaming them too much on the be quiet, calm down, which, I mean, who knows, she may be, then um, then send them outside. <laughs> because that's where boys really should live anyway, I hate to say it. And this is where you and I joke around because, of course, when we were kids, uh, things were different. And our parents just yes, sent us were. outside, you know? We just we that's got right. in a lot less trouble at home because we weren't home as much to get in trouble. We were outside running around and building tree houses and, you know, riding our bikes and... and uh, Etc. So, so uh, things people will say things have changed. They'll say, and it's more dangerous now. You know, I hear that argument, um, but still, you know, kids should be sent outside more than we send them. Uh, uh, and yes, and so send them outside, and just use the trigger for that. Is if I, as the parent, am starting to say, "Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet," but the child is just being the child. Okay, then that's mm-hmm. the time to say, "All right, the room." Or maybe there's a family room in the basement, I don't know, or um, go outside. And then that should take away, you know, do that for a month or two, and and that should that might change the dynamic so that the parents just don't have to keep doing that because now the kids are not underfoot in this way, interrupting the parents so much uh, and trying to get attention. What I really appreciate about the parents who listen to this podcast is they really are committed to being the best parents they could be. And this is a great example of that where this mom, she's got great kids, sounds like great parenting skills. 
just has got a little, some normal stuff, you know, and she wants to make sure, first of all, it's normal. And if it's not, what do we do to make sure that we can uh, help our son become all that he wants to be? And you can ask those questions on our Facebook page, Wonder of Parenting. Just uh, do a little search. We'll let you join as soon as you hit the join button. Or you can go to wonderparenting.com and we've got a place there where you can submit questions. And those go right to Michael. They go to me and we get them in the queue. And then we get them on the, the podcast as soon as we possibly can. Uh, Michael, it's been good chatting with you again. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for these questions. Yep, and we will be back with you next time for The Wonder of Parenting, a brain science approach to parenting.